On episode 572 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum and discuss his book, From Fatigue to Fantastic, 4th Edition, a clinically proven program to regain vibrant health and overcome chronic fatigue. You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 572. Have you decided you're ready to make a change to reclaim your health and fitness? The 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is here for you. Each week, we dive deep into health and fitness topics that affect those of us over 40. I'm Coach Allen. I'm an NASM certified personal trainer with specializations in corrective exercise, behavior change, performance enhancement, and fitness nutrition. A Precision Nutrition Level 1 coach, a FAI certified functional aging specialist, and an OTA Level 2 online trainer. Each week, I'm joined by our co-host, Coach Rachel. She is an NASM certified personal trainer and a RRCA Level 1 run coach. Let us be your coaches as you find your way on your health and fitness journey. All right, let's go. If you know you can't sustain another year of sliding down the aging curve, weight gain, body aches and pain, no drive, if you're ready to see your energy and confidence go up, 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 and you want to build a sustainable lifestyle that helps you be the best you you can be, then you should check out Be Fit for Task, 40plusfitness.com forward slash BFFT. Inside BFFT, I work with you to develop the mindset needed to lose weight and keep it off. Build up your fitness safely so you can be who you need to be. Put together the right for you strategies and tactics. Have accountability to stick with it and create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. I'll be like the headlights on your car and the rumple bumps on the side of the road to keep you on your road to wellness day or night. And at the end of our six weeks together, you'll have more energy, be stronger and healthier. And yes, you'll have lost weight. But more importantly, you'll have the skills and tools you need to keep going, to be fit for task, to live the life you're meant to live. Imagine how amazing that's going to feel. Apply at 40plusfitness.com forward slash BFFT, and we'll get on a discovery call to make it happen. 40plusfitness.com forward slash BFFT. Welcome back, Russ. Hey, Alan. How are you today? I'm doing all right. You know, as, as as we're recording this, we're getting ready for the new year. But uh, mm. you know, and, and Tammy's been gone. She she managed to to make it back home, uh, visiting four different countries in um, 24 hours because um, th- they didn't have a straight path back. So to get back, uh, she took the hard route, and uh, oh. <laughs> it was she flew from uh, Chicago to Dallas, uh, Dallas to Cancun, Cancun to Bogota, oh, Bogota no. to Panama City, oh, and then gosh. Panama City to Bocas. And literally did most of that trip. It was about a 36-hour trip to get oh back my here. Gosh. <laughs> Ellen, that's and, like a nightmare for me. I hate flying. It's yeah, awful. Yeah. So yeah. And then she's oh. like, she was bringing some of uh, some stuff back and they, they confiscated a lot of the stuff she had. So she couldn't carry it, couldn't check it, couldn't have it. So, oh. you know, she was hoping. But no, they didn't. There was, you know, and it wasn't that it couldn't come into Panama. It's just it, it couldn't go into Mexico. Um, mm. <laughs> kind of thing. Weird. So, Oh yeah, they gosh. had different rules. And so, yeah, she looked it up for Panama. We were okay. And then she wasn't okay for Mexico. And even though she was just connecting, that was not good enough for them. 
but anyway, you know, so yeah, it was tough work on her. Man. She's tired. I'm yeah. tired. Um, <laughs> so but at least I've got a partner now, you know, someone's spread Yay. spread some of the work with. So oh, good. break away and get over and record this. Oh, good. Good. How are things up there? Good, good. You know, it's funny you mentioned being tired because I'll be tired this afternoon. I got my allergy shots this morning and I noticed that I'm high up in the in the uh, buildup phase. I'm almost to the end of that. By the afternoon, I'll be ready for a nap. It just sucks the life out of me. <laughs> These shots are tough, but I'm I'm hoping that it'll be uh, good in the end. <laughs> I won't be as allergic to things. <laughs> good. I so, hope yeah. that works out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready to talk about fibromyalgia and chronic pain? Absolutely. Our guest today is one of the most frequently quoted integrative medical authorities in the world. In addition to From Fatigue to Fantastic, he is the author of 10 books, including Pain-Free 123, The Complete Guide to Beating Sugar Addiction, Real Cause, Real Cure, The Fatigue and Fibromyalgia Solution, and Diabetes is Optional. And he's the creator of the popular free smartphone app, Cures A to Z. He is the lead author of multiple studies on effective treatment for fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. He appears often as a guest on news and talk shows nationwide, including Good Morning America, The Dr. Oz Show, as well as CNN and Fox News Health. With no further ado, here's Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Dr. Teitelbaum, welcome to 40 Plus Fitness. Alan, it's awesome to be with you and with your listeners and viewers today. And because we're seeing a human energy crisis of really unparalleled proportions, and people are just exhausted. They're exhausted. They're in pain. They have brain fog. All of that is optional. We're going to teach you simple ways to feel great. Yeah. So the book we're talking about is called From Fatigue to Fantastic, a clinically proven program to regain vibrant health and overcome chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. I don't know a lot about fibromyalgia, to be honest with you. I, I know my co-host's daughter has it, but that's as far as my knowledge base goes. But the fatigue to fantastic uh, conversation really kind of piqued my interest because, you know, in having all of these conversations with various doctors, it, it seems like all of the chronic diseases we face are getting worse over time. Higher and higher percentage of them, of people are suffering from them, all of them. And fatigue seems to be one of the top symptoms that we all talk about. So it <laughs> it's almost like everybody's at some level fatigued and it's getting worse. Well, 31% of adults have not just fatigue, but have disabling fatigue, where it's severely interfering with their life. And in terms of how many people have the, do you know, have all the energy that they need? I mean, I basically have all the energy I need for what I need to do, which doesn't preclude resting when it's time to rest as well. It's not hard to optimize energy. The trick is to use good, healthy energy, not alone shark energy. And we'll teach you how today. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. So, the, the core of this, and and one of the things that I did take out of your book, because, you know, when I heard chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, I equated, I, I what I did know of fibromyalgia was just pain, okay? So just, I, I knew that was a very painful disease. And, that, you know, I guess before, this is your fourth edition of the book, so we've, we've <laughs> learned a lot in, in the decades that this book's been around, but it, you've changed it also, which I, I think is awesome over time because as we've learned new things there's new things in the book and you've made it more user-friendly when um, it first came out in 1995 it was meant to be a pamphlet 
<laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it's 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 slightly larger than a pamphlet right now, but very well written and easy to read because I think that was that was kind of your mission for this fourth edition was to make it where someone who's suffering can understand the content and can get value from it, even if they don't have a medical degree. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but so let's let's talk a little bit about that. How fatigue and pain, fibromyalgia, how they're all interrelated because again i didn't i didn't tie that together as well as i think i should have in the past well here's the thing we're looking at a human energy crisis coming because half the vitamins and minerals are lost in food processing all the calories are still there we used to get eight nine hours sleep a night on average you're down to six and three quarter the speed of modern life it used to be wanted to send a letter to the west from one coast to the other Pony Express, if they survived, you get it there in six months and back. Now you hit email, you hit ping, and 10 seconds later, it's pinged right back. And our news media seems to have this feeling that their job is to scare people to death and make them hate each other. All of these things they're are doing dreams. a great job, by the way. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. You know, they're, they're all really nice people. They're all really good people. But if, if you believe what you're seeing, it, you know, I, I love reading and I love books, but I like my fiction to be labeled fiction. So it's what I'm going to, we'll teach you today a nice Tai Chi move for that. If we get to that, how to get rid of the stress of watching the media, how like that. Um, but the bottom line is that it's not just fatigue. It's not only brain fog, but the most common cause of pain in this country is from tight muscles. And when muscles don't have enough energy, they don't go loose and limp. They go tight. If you have a heavy workout, you don't come home and say, honey, my muscles are all loose and limp. They're tight. And it takes more energy to stretch a muscle than for it to contract. So uh, low energy equals tight muscles equals pain. And as a physician, physicians are simply not trained with any reasonable level about pain in general and even less for muscle pain. We're taught about what we can give arthritis medicines for or do surgery. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's one of the things that um, has has bothered me a bit um, is that it, we're we're really quick to want a, a quick pill. You know, what's the pill, doc? Um, you know, it's it's this and pill or this and surgery. Um, and the reality is, the human body is a really special special thing, and that if you give it what it needs, it it can do a lot of healing on its own. It's meant to handle most anything <laughs> that can get thrown at it if you give it the tools that it needs to do so. Um, but you have to understand, in medicine, it's about the money. And I'll, I'll tell you, when yeah. you're talking to your doctor, they're not about the money. They're about taking care of you. But the people who are educating your doctor, it's basically medical education is slick advertising masquerading as science. So, you know, when you have pain, this is not a, like an infection. It's not an outside invader. Pain is like the oil light on your body's dashboard saying that something needs attention. You can smash the oil light, you can cover it with a Band-Aid, which is a medical approach, doesn't work very well, or you can put oil in the car. So we'll talk about the different kinds of pain and what your body is saying that it needs as well. Uh, but pain is part of the the human energy crisis that we're dealing with today. So the, uh, the tool that you give us in the book, uh, you call SHINE, that's sleep, hormones, and hypertension, infection and immunity, nutrition, and exercise. Can you talk about how Shine is a good tool for us to consider when we're dealing with pain and fatigue? When you look at most of the things that build energy, 
or that are draining energy. They fall under that overall thing of, of shine. And again, realizing how much sleep do you need? There's no one size fits all. Some people do great five hours a night. Personally, I like my nine hours a night. See, take a weekend, sleep in, do that for a couple of days, see what leaves you feeling the best. Again, normal average night sleep until light bulbs was nine hours a night. So just get your sleep. You have trouble sleeping. There are numerous herbal mixes, revitalizing sleep formula, EP120, sustained release 10 milligram melatonin, and you know, terrific Z's, and go on and on. Getting sleep is easy. You just need to make the time for it by cutting out things you don't enjoy. The hormones, uh, the blood tests are miserable for diagnosing hormonal deficiencies. They miss the vast majority. Most doctors have no idea where the normal range comes from, and that's all they use. They just assume you stay home. So yeah, that was well, that was something that surprised me because I, I you know I know I there's there's different there are different types of doctors now. There are doctors that want you to optimize your hormone levels, and there are doctors that'll look at it and say, oh well, for fifty seven year old man, you're you're right in range, so nothing to worry about, kiddo. Um, <laughs> but you don't feel like you're in range because um, that's a two standard. You said there's a two standard deviation. So what kind of tell us why is it we're looking at this range and it's not necessarily right for us? The normal range, and we're not taught this in med school, comes from what's called two standard deviations. You take 100 people, the 95 in the middle are defined as normal. So if I was sitting in the mall, 100 people walk by, I'd check the shoe sizes, and I'd get a normal range of five, size 5 to size 13. That would be the way that it's derived. Income, an income of $8,100 a year is in the normal range. Poverty is 16000 So that the, shoe, that the test is in the normal range just means you're not in the lowest 2% of the population, which is insane as a way to determine whether the person's optimal when they're having florid symptoms of low thyroid, low adrenal, low estrogen, low testosterone. Okay. And so then the, uh, the next one was uh, hypotension? So with the hormones, yeah, and let me do one quick thing. A very common thing, thyroid, thyroid, achy, weight gain, cold intolerant. How to tell low adrenal if you get irritable when hungry. If you get hangry, get adrenal support, uh, increase salt, cut sugar. Adrenoplex is a very nice supplement, much cheaper than marriage counselor or divorce lawyer. And just easy to take care of the adrenal stuff. A couple of liquors, tea each morning. If you don't have high blood pressure, can help that. Especially post-COVID now, but in general, what's more severe chronic fatigue, the hypotension. If you tend to get a little lightheaded when you stand up, associated with fatigue and brain fog, you probably have orthostatic intolerance, uh, blah, 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 blah. Email me for the information sheet. There's two quick quizzes you can do at home. It'll tell you if you have it or not. And it's just a low blood pressure orthostatic intolerance information sheet. It's just all laid out there. My email address is fatigue, F-A-T-I-G-U-E. B-O-C, like doctor, at gmail.com. And you can ask if you have chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia or long COVID. You can ask for that information sheet. If you have POTS, those of you who have it know what it is. Those who don't, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, infection and immunity? Mm -hmm. The most common chronic infection that we're seeing that most doctors don't even know exist is candida overgrowth. And what you'll see, there's no test for it that's worth a nickel. There's plenty of tests, but none that I bother with. If you have chronic sinusitis, chronic nasal congestion, post-nasal drip, or irritable bowel syndrome, gas, bloating, diarrhea, or constipation, those are symptoms of candida. 
Uh, over 90% of chronic sinusitis that's not seasonal comes from immune reactivity to fungal elements. It's in the Mayo Clinic Journal study ignored by medicine. And there are the book will talk about how to get rid of both the irritable bowel syndrome and how to get rid of the chronic sinusitis by getting rid of the candida. And not, not only those two symptoms, but then the energy goes up, the pain goes down, the cognition improves. Okay. Uh, nu- well, nutrition, you got me there. I agree. Um, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, American diet's oh. awful. <laughs> <laughs> In a standard American diet, it, it ought to be criminal, but it's not. So, what, 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 you know, just again, if someone is really low energy or in pain, what, what's some things they can do to tweak their nutrition to get themselves in better shape? There's no one diet that's best for everybody. And there's times I've been vegetarian, and there's other times the work I'm doing that I'd be exhausted if I was vegetarian. I'm doing heavy work. I need to, a more meat based diet. So there's not what's the right diet. The question is what diet works for you? What leaves you feeling the best without being an energy loan shark kind of a thing? Sugar, not good for you. Now, again, I'm not saying you can't have chocolate. Chocolate is a health food in moderation. Go for quality, not quantity. There are sugar-free chocolates. ERND is a very good one. The lilies, and these are both many other ones that taste really good. You want to, most people, unless they have heart failure, want to increase salt. Salt, you don't eat a cup of salt soup, but, you know, basically use a salt shaker and let your body tell you how much salt it wants. This whole thing of salt restriction is a myth. Sorry, it's just not supported by the literature. Uh, if you have high blood pressure and you salt restrict from the most high salt diet you can tolerate to the low salt diet you can tolerate, it will lower blood pressure. In whites, about one millimeter. And in blacks, about three millimeter. The effect is negligible. Increasing potassium and magnesium and vitamin D, that helps lower blood pressure. So again, eat what leaves you feeling the best. Use common sense. If the food has been stepped on and, and basically processed and processed, you know, usually if I make a shirt, I'm in Hawaii, so I have my Hawaii shirt, each step of processing increases the value of the shirt. When you're looking at food processing, each the more processed it is, the cheaper it is. Why? It's because they're loading it with junk. So if you can't recognize, if I used to lecture to third graders every year on nutrition. And the simple thing was, if when look at the ingredients. If you can't read it, don't eat it. If it looks like a chemical soup or if it has a lot of sugar, again, they look at grams of sugar, divide by four. That's how many teaspoons of sugar. If it, if you look at that and it says 18 teaspoons, it, what? You know, just put that thing back on the shelf. Use common sense. Yeah. I, I go I go by a standard where I say if it's in a bog, box, bag, jar, or can, question it heavily. Real food actually doesn't have labels. Actually, and yeah, <laughs> everything on the label is an advertisement, which yeah. is another way of saying it's a lie. They're just making it up with the exception of the ingredients and what's in the little nutrition box. Everything else is. Yeah. <laughs> you got me there. Okay. Now, for a lot of people that are in pain and, uh, you know, fatigued, and then you say exercise, they're just going to look at you and just kind of lower their shoulders and say, how? So let's talk about exercise. Yeah, especially if they're chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia, where they get what's called post-exertional malaise, they exercise in the bedroom for three days. Yeah. And that's why it's exercise as able. So for those of you with day-to-day fatigue, just go for a walk. You're going to find, if you're too tired to exercise, to go for a brief walk, 
you got issues. And then do the nutritional stuff. Uh, there are simple things. Um, I'll give you three simple supplements that we finished four studies in the last two years on post viral fatigue and fatigue in general. You can double your energy in one minute a day with three supplements. You can go for your walk. There's a vitamin powder called the Energy Revitalization System. There's a form of ginseng. The only one I would use is HRG 80 red ginseng. And the there's a called a smart energy system. Those three together in the research, they get more than doubled energy. So you can get the energy to go walking. But the key thing is if you're going to do exercise, find something to enjoy. Sex is exercise. Going for uh, shopping is exercise. Do something to enjoy. Use your willpower to get out of the house. And then if you want to sit and play, you know, with a daisy you find in the field, relax. Don't worry how much you do. Just get out of the house. Cool. Now, you, you said something in the book that I thought was was really important because, you know, we're we're sort of becoming this sandwich generation where our kids our kids have graduated. Uh, actually, I have, I have one that just got married. Uh, another one is going to get married in a few months. So we're kind of saying, okay, we're we're going to be empty nesters. And before you'd be an empty nester for a decade or two or so before you had to worry about your parents. But because kids are getting married later and parents are living longer, uh, and so that whole gap and what's happening is we end up with parents now. We're looking at we're we're finishing the first gap, that generation. Now we got to turn our attention in many cases to taking care of our parents. There's going to be some needs there. And so a lot of us get this weight on our shoulder of we've got to um, we've got to save the world and we've got to take care of the world. And the way you put it on there is you call it shooting on yourself. Mm. <laughs> and I love that, that concept because it's like, it, you know, there's, when you put that in your head, you're like, I, I really shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> um, but um, can you kind of talk about where we are with that and, and how we can set priorities in a, in a right way that allows us to have the energy to do what's really important. Well, you know how your mind goes through all of the things and the reasons why you should and the reasons why you shouldn't. And well, this is a final to this is going to do that. You know, turn your brain off. I think I find tequila a good way to do that. But whatever your, your approach is to turn the brain off for a little bit, see how things feel. Your brain is going to tell you the, the, it's a product of programming that you've had as a child virtually everything that comes out of your brain was put there by parents church synagogue news media teachers basically everybody else programming you to do what they want you to do to make them happy but it doesn't know who you are your brain really doesn't your feelings know what's authentic to you um, it will take into account because authentically, most of us really care about people. We care about our parents. We care about our kids. We care about the neighbors. And so you don't have to worry that just seeing how things feel and going with that to kind of set your your direction uh, is going to be selfish. And selfish is okay. It's called personally responsible. Um, see how things feel. If something feels good to you, go with it. And if it doesn't feel good, say no. And then as a check and balance, don't hurt anybody and see how does that work out for you. I can shoot up heroin. It'll feel really good, you know, but for a day, then it's going to feel like crap. So what feels good? How does that work out for you? Use that. And you're going to say, well, who's going to take care of my parents? Well, if you burn yourself out, you're going to be useless to your parents. You take care of them to the degree that it feels good to do so. And otherwise, you said you say no. In general, in life, 
whether you're in the Sanders generation or whether you're 30 or whether you're 80. If something doesn't feel good to you, it's not authentic. Say no. You had a tool in the book that I really liked where you um, you said, uh, get a piece of paper, turn turn it sideways, you know, landscape, basically draw three columns. And on the left column, list out all the things that you think you have to do now. Uh, and just so you're, you're going to fill up that left side pretty quickly. And then you take those and you say, okay, which ones of these are really, if I, if I looked at it and said, if I didn't do this, like you said, somebody's going to die. Basically it's, it's, it's this, these are actually legitimately important things. And this is what I need to do about it. And then you write your little to-do list and then said, so on the, the left, then what are the things you could do or might do or not do about these other things? Instead, in many cases, you can just stop writing that list because you're going to realize that they're really not all that important. You thought they were. And then you just do the things in that middle list. And when you finish those, then you can go back and look on that left column and see if there's anything in the right column and see if there's anything you really need to do next. And, you know, it's your experience. What you've said is that, you know, the universe or God or whatever seems to have a way of taking care of those things. Yeah. So uh, let me reframe that just a little bit to simplify for people. Make a list of the things you do during the day. On one side, have the column be things that feel good, things that don't feel good. Okay. So the things that don't feel good, you can put on the left side. Things that feel good, you can put in the middle. And then even the things that don't feel good, put a little star by the things you're going to be arrested or homeless if you don't do. Consider those later. So you have the list of things to do, that things that feel good that you want to keep. You just withdraw your energy from things that don't feel good. Let them drift away. Here are the things that feel good. Then which thing do I want to do today? Which one or two things need to get done today? And you just put a little arrow into the far right column for those two. That's what you do. Because you have more than three things in your head, you just can be spun out and do nothing. You do the one or two things. And what I do is I give it to the universe to do all those other things. Whether you call it God, universe, life, love, whatever you want to call it. And the funny thing is those things in the universe column seem to get done a lot quicker than things and more effectively than the stuff in my column. Just an observation I've made. But if you just have the one or two things that need to be done that you're going to do today, then you can focus on that and get that done. But when you have the whole list of for the rest of my life to do and you it's just gonna be spun out, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, I like I like that focus because it 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 gets you focused on like you said, one or two things and it kind of gets you to just put that other stuff and say, Okay, I've got it on a list, so I'm not gonna forget about it, but I'm not gonna think about it right now. And you can cut loose the things that don't feel good that you don't have to do to stay out of jail or in your home. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of important. Um, okay. So another thing that kind of came up in the book that I thought was really interesting, um, was that you, you identified several different types of pain and it didn't really occur to me uh, that that was important until you started getting into the, well, what to do about those types of pain. And I was thinking, wow, you know, we, we have this tendency to want to do the same thing for every pain. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird that, you know, like we'll, we'll throw everything, you know, and that's not necessarily the best answer. Yeah. And it's as if you have your car dashboard and you have all these different warning lights on the dashboard. You have the oil light, the overheating light, you know, you got all these different things. And with the doctors, you say, well, my light, the warning light came on. They don't even bother to ask which one. Well, no problem. We're going to take a Band-Aid and put it over that warning light <laughs> so you don't see it. It's solved. 
you know. And then what we see, I mean, most people don't know, um, and they're major advertisers, so they're not going to hear it in any place where they advertise. But the arthritis medications, uh, which is the usual ibuprofen, naproxen, these kind of things, so we see both prescription over-the-counter, associated with, by my looking at research, about 50,000 excess U.S. deaths a year. You've got a 35% less conservative increased risk in heart attack and stroke. This is two massive studies of about a million people in the British Medical Journal. This is not, you know, a maybe. And then you're looking at 4,000 to 16,000 excess bleeding ulcer deaths a year. That's 50,000 deaths that are preventable, basically, by using that. Um, their research shows that there are natural remedies, such as uh, my favorite is one, a mix called Curamin not curcumin, but C-U-R-A-M-I-N. It's been a pain relief miracle for that, people. That's actually, I, that's right out. now, that's actually sitting in my uh, Amazon shopping cart. Um, I want, my yeah. wife has some knee pain and I'm, you know, we've been trying a few different things to avoid surgery and see how she can get through this. Cause it's, you know, one doctor tells her it's a torn meniscus. Another doctor tells her it's tendonitis. Mm-hmm. It's anybody's guess. So here's the thing. <laughs> Do the curamin, but if it's a tendonitis, uh, there's there are double blind studies um, looking at the curcumin, uh, the curamin, and it was more effective than the ibuprofen, uh, the Celebrex type medications. There's other research looking at topical comfrey. If you're looking at a tendonitis, um, and there was actually for knee pain was the study. Uh, the topical comfrey it's available as a brand called Trauma Plant. Uh, you rub it over the affected area of the knee uh, three times a day. Use them both together. Give it six weeks because it takes, you know, natural things tend to heal systems. And it's like putting up a house where medicines tend to poison systems. You can you can tear down a house in one day, but building it takes six weeks. So give it to six weeks and the effect can be quite traumatic. It can be taken with the medications. Uh, so for general pain, those are my go-to. Secure them in. C-U-R-A-M-I-N, then I may add topical comfrey. And certainly, we'll talk about the different kinds of pain and how to approach each one. But for as a, if I had to say a general thing for pain, start with the curamin. So let's go through a few of these. Okay, so the number one most common type of pain and the one that doctors know virtually nothing about, they don't need, we know about it as a concept, but most doctors have no idea how to do a muscle exam for pain. It's like trying to diagnose appendicitis and not knowing that there's a thing called an abdominal exam. It's like, you can't do it. It doesn't work. Uh, muscle pain comes from low energy. If you have widespread low energy in the body, then you're going to have widespread pain, fibromyalgia. Um, but if you have, say, just localized pain, because you have poor ergonomics by your computer, and you don't have a wrist support, you don't have your elbows supported, and you're holding your hands up in the air while you're typing like this, it's going to hurt. Those muscles are going to have neck and shoulder pain. You know, there's different structural things. If you have a localized pain, does your wife have an uneven hip height? Does she have, you know, is her foot torqued out to the side? Um, you know, seeing somebody who knows how to look for gait, uh, looking for different localized triggers of the muscle pain, um, or, you know, is a good place to begin. But if you give shine, if you do what I mentioned, the then multivitamin with magnesium and B vitamins. So the energy revitalization system, vitamin powder, very, very good. And one drink replaces 50 pills. Now, I had one guy who used to live on the Chesapeake Bay, walking by the harbor one day, and this guy eyes me from across the street. And 
he suddenly he starts weaving through traffic and he runs up to me and he says, You're Dr. Teitelbaum, aren't you? And I said, Yeah. And he lifted me up in this big bear hug. And I just like, We have not had a first date yet. Please put me down, you know? And it was like, um, And he said, Sorry, 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 but I have horrible back pain. Most back pain is muscle pain, no matter what the x rays show. Um, horrible. And I took the vitamin powder. I designed that. I, most of the things I talk about, I have no financial tie to, but I did, I did design the vitamin powder to my foundation gets royalties for that. Um, and he said, my back pain went away. And over that, just giving the muscles the magnesium, the B vitamins, and the things needed in multivitamin. So feed the muscles so that they can make energy, and that will often help the muscle pain go away. Okay. Another one I know that I think it's big is called it's inflammation. Can you talk a little bit about that one? So we're looking at anything that ends in itis, which would be like arthritis, and then there's appendicitis and everything else too, is when the inflammatory system is out of balance. Inflammation is not bad. It's part of our natural system for maintaining health and treating injuries and things like that and preventing infections, invasion. Um, it's when it's out of balance. Why? We've dropped our fish oil intake dramatically, the omega-3s. Uh, I, I'll use, I personally take a vitamin, multivitamin and a vector omega each day because one of those uh, vector omega replaces eight fish oil pills. So it balances inflammation. Cutting down white flour, whole grains are okay. Grass-fed meat is less inflammatory than uh, grain-fed meat. Sugar, very inflammatory. So simple dietary changes um, can settle down inflammation quite a bit. But where the curamin, that mix of the curcumin, boswellia, uh, DLPA, and natokinase shines, it's just awesome, is the curcumin and boswellia, these are highly absorbed forms, balance and settle down excess inflammation. But they put them in balance, and instead of side effects, you get side benefits. Um, if curcumin associated with 70% lower Alzheimer risk, for example, uh, dramatically lower uh, cancer risks. Um, and there's now over 100 studies looking at it, usually using this form, um, the highly absorbed curcumin, um, for cancer prevention and treatment. It's just, you know, the thing about these natural things is, like, say, side benefits instead of side effects, and they're as more effective. Now, one of the ones I know that's really hard for doctors to deal with is the neuropathic pain. Can you talk mm -hmm. about that one? Yep. Yes. So just like the low energy causes muscles to get locked in the short in the shortened position, nerves have a pacemaker that fires and triggers the nerve signal. And when you don't have enough energy in the nerves, that pacemaker, the pacemaker actually will automatically fire unless you kind of hold it in check. And it takes energy to do that. The energy in the nerve drops to a certain point, and that nerve keeps firing, and suddenly it starts to hurt. Again, so the general things we talked about for B vitamins, magnesium, things to feed the nerves. Um, but then lipoic acid and acetyl-L-carnitine are both very helpful for nerve pain. So what they do is they settle and soothe the nerves. Um, and lipoic acid helps to heal it. It's 200 milligrams three times a day or 300 twice a day for lipoic acid. Acetylcarnitine, they use it in, in studies for uh, chemo nerve induced nerve pain, for example. There's a number there. It's one gram twice a day. And I know I'm rattling off a lot of stuff. My phone app, there's a free phone app called Cures, C-U-R-E-S, capital A-C. You look up each of these kind of pains. And it will lay out, you know, look up arthritis, look up muscle pain, look up nerve pain. It'll have the recipe and just short and sweet. 
here's what you do, here's how you do it. And and the book has has all of this as well. And um, you can go to 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 572. And we have a full set of show notes that's literally a transcript of everything you're saying. So uh, they can go out there and they'll, they'll have all of that spelled out for them. So don't worry, don't be trying to jot all this stuff down and spell because I, I started trying. I'm like, I'm going to have to ask them how to spell it later, but uh, you, you, you'll have it. And then the book has it like literally line per line. What he's saying right now is from the book and, and it's in a very simple way to read. And then again, if you've really, really suffering and you're going through chronic pain or really bad fibromyalgia symptoms, uh, he has his uh, deep dive uh, cure. I mean, uh, which call it? I forget. It's um, Intensive care. care that's intensive it. Care. And so it takes that shine and it 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 ramps it up tenfold or better to to give you like all the protocol in a very deep and meaningful way that you can follow step by step to make sure that you're doing everything you possibly can to do this in the right way. Now, uh, doctor, before we move away from the pain part, there's another one that I'm I'm kind of familiar with. Uh, when you start talking about back pain, you know, I, I went back and said, well. Every time I've talked to any doctor about pain in the back, they always talk about nerve compression. They say, well, a disc has slipped and it's compressing on a nerve. And you're saying that's not it. But there is, okay, well, okay. <laughs> but there is nerve compression as a, as a pain source. Can we talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So let me, let me start with the back pain because the majority of pain is coming from structural issues with weak muscles. And again, this is what the research has shown. That was funny. There are some doctors who are troublemakers, and they realized that every time they sent somebody for x-rays or MRIs, they all came back, oh, my God, horrible disc disease, amazed this person could walk, da-da-da-da-da. And so they took a bunch of people who were totally healthy, and they sent them in and said back pain to the x-rays and then the MRIs. They came back with the same readings. And then they put up all the films with a bunch of radiologists that were good radiologists. They couldn't tell the people from pain from the ones without pain any better than chance. Okay. We are an upright species, walk on four legs, we walk on two. We're going to have normal wear and tear on our back. And the and same on the hip joints and on the other joints. And what the research has shown, same with the TMJ, where they did another study, the changes in the x-ray do not correlate with the pain. They are not the source of the pain. And you see all these journal things saying you don't operate on the pain unless there is a neurologic deficit that correlates with that line of pain in that one area. But people do. Why? Because that's what it is. And they're not bad people. They think they're doing the right thing. There are some people who have real disc disease and they need surgery. And those are the ones who do well. You have a specific the pain is an area. You see the defects specific to that. There's a neurologic deficit. The reflexes are gone there or hyperreflexic. You have that triad. Now you have this pain. But for all, all the other ones, they're not. I'm doing the conservative management uh, with some of the things we talked about, for example, you know, nutritional support, curamin. There's one called curamin low back pain. Things like that will often heal it up first. You know, doing the structural things, a simple heel lift if one hip is higher than the other can make all the difference. Um, so simple measures. Uh, but again, the x-rays, they will scare you to death. But this research shows they don't, you'll see people, oh my God, my hip, it's bone on bone. Yeah, so is that guy jogging down the street with no pain. Doesn't mean 
that that's the source of your pain. But it does mean you're likely to get recommended for something very expensive with a knife at the other end. Yeah. By very good doctors who mean well. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, they go to school with all the good intentions and then they're taught this is what you see, this is what you do. It's a if this, then that. If this, then that. We're taught about where the money is. Well, that, that coming through the medical school because that's, <laughs> that's who's funding the medical schools. But, um, that's right. They're, they're paying for education and our medical education. And this is from uh, paraphrasing from a past editor of New England Journal of Medicine, which is the Harvard Journal, that most continuing medical education is simply simply slick advertising masquerading as science. And it's it's sad. It's sad. But that's you know, so ask questions, advocate. That's why I like books like yours, because they kind of give us some tools to advocate for ourselves, you know, to do some some things that are non-invasive, that are generally safe and say, okay, I'm going to try these particular supplements and see how they go. Give it the time it's necessary. And, and then and then you can consider the medications and potentially yeah. the surgeries. Yeah, I'm an MD. I'm not against medications. I'm not against surgery. I'm just against the way they're being used, which is based on profit rather than science and sanity. Yeah. When used based on the science and sanity, these are amazing and incredibly wonderful tools. Oh, yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I tore my rotator cuff and I knew the instant I did it exactly what I did. I know how bad it was. I mean, I knew without a, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, it was off the bone. Felt the yeah, knew exactly yep. what it was. And um, so I, I didn't go to the doctor straight away because I had something else I wanted to do first. And I'm like, I can't tear it more than it's tore. Uh, and then I did go mm -hmm. into him and he's like, when did you do this? I said, about a month and a half ago. He's like, "That's that must have hurt. And I said, yeah. And we got to talking about it. <laughs> he was a good old fellow. You know, he'd been doing this for forever. Yeah. And he said, yeah, most most yeah. people are going to do this and most people are going to tear, tear their shoulders. It's just going to happen. And then he said, so let's do this review. And then he did the x-ray and he said, I'm going to send him for an MRI. He said, a lot of times they push back and want you to do therapy, but you know it's tore. I know it's tore. So maybe the insurance company will be cool and let us just do the MRI does the MRI and says, yeah, we both knew it was tore. It's, it's tore. And so he says, I got to do surgery. I'm like, well, of course, you know, it's not, it's not going to reattach itself to the bone. I mean, that's just, that's, that's, that's medicine. I mean, it's science. It's just not going to happen. So if I thought, you know, mm -hmm. taking a pain medication and doing physical therapy was something that was going to fix it, then by all means, I would have tried that long before I ever went into surgery. But I, I knew where I was and, and I was like, okay, I can use common sense I can have a reasonable conversation with a doctor, and if the doctor can't have that conversation, then I'll go have the conversation with a different doctor. Yeah, and endoscopic repair of a tear is a common sense kind of a thing. It's it's low, it's not hard on the body. You don't have a lot of complications. Where when you're going in for doing disc reconstruction oh, yeah. on on the back, you know, failed backs surgery is nasty. And but like I say, what I find is when surgery is done for the right reason. People usually do real well, and when it's done for the wrong reason, for some reason, they don't. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's pivot to something a little bit more positive. Um, <laughs> um, you know, we, we talked about a little bit earlier how special uh, the body is, um, but in the book, you kind of got into a concept of uh, self and healing, and and how there's 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 a little bit more to just resting or eating or exercising there, there's there's an internal something that's that drives healing better can, can you well here's the thing you just don't get in the way of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
give your body what it needs and let it do its thing. Okay. So, you know, the body is amazing at healing things. Sometimes things get out of balance, like heart failure, where its mechanism for healing the problem actually makes it worse. But most often that's not. So if you're giving body what it needs nutritionally, again, uh, the, the energy revitalization system vitamin powder to me is the best multivitamin because it replaces 50 pills for one drink. Easy. You give it the stuff for inflammation. So you go ahead and cure them in. Nice, easy way to do that. Then you just tailor it to the lights. You stop doing things that hurt it. It's like the doctor, you know, the joke. Man goes to the doctor and says, Doc, when I keep doing this, it hurts. Doc says, don't do that, you know. So use some common sense with it. You know, your your body, pain is your body's way of, of saying something needs attention. And maybe it's saying, don't do that. But also, it's a funny thing, uh, a good amount of pain, especially back pain, is associated with repressed feelings. The body, the psyche is actually distracting you from an uncomfortable feeling with the pain. And it's not a rational process, so it's not proportional. It's not like this is a, a little thing, so I have a little pain, and this is a major trauma that I was raped as a child and have a big pain. It's not like that at all. It's just it's an uncomfortable feeling. The body will create pain to distract it distract you and simply going in and seeing what how you feel for the gals out there it's easier although sometimes you know it gets more complex you know for guys it's like feelings what are that you know sometimes you do that go in find the things you're feeling no judgment they're not broken you don't have to fix them all you have to do with the feelings is feel them and then when you're done feeling them and you'll know you're done because it will stop feeling good you can be amazed how good it can feel to grieve or their anger. I mean, ask my wife. I love a good self-righteous hissy fit. <laughs> you know, it's like, I got on my bandstand and the whole thing. But when it stops feeling good, that feeling is done. Then let it go. Now, the book talks about how to feel the feelings, how to let go of the feelings. And you'll find that a lot of the pain will go. Um, and you go, you mean, I've been suffering for 30 years because I was upset that little Johnny took my girlfriend or something when I was seven? Or, you know, I mean, there's sometimes nothing's. Well, they were but something. For the psyche, Apparently, they were something. They were traumatic, and they were important enough at the moment for your body to store that and decide it needed to react in some way, and it's manifesting mm -hmm. as pain. Yeah, as some at little Johnny when we were seven, it was something. Yeah. <laughs> but she now, was cute, as by the way. She Ellen was she was gorgeous. <laughs> she was amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's, you know, at 40, we may be kind of over that. And it's, um, so there's a lot of different things for the pain. So the body, the book will talk about nutritionally and herbally, and then when to use medications, which medications to use, you know, when to consider surgery. Um, because again, this stuff is not rocket science. It's just basically science. Um, how it's used is not science. It's advertising. I agree. Dr. Teitelbaum, I define wellness as being the healthiest, fittest, and happiest you can be. What are three strategies or tactics to get and stay well? Okay, so number one, want to double your energy in one minute of the day? Take a piece of paper, write this one down. Get the energy revitalization system vitamin powder. Get the smart energy system, which is a mix of ribose and five herbs. And get HRG80, HRG80 red ginseng. Get the chewable tablets and you take it one drink a day two capsules into one tablet it'll take you less than a minute it's not expensive you do that each morning and again most people find that they as much as more than double their energy 
And again, in the studies for the smart energy, the average increase in stamina, I think, was 70%. The HRG 80 red ginseng was like 60%. Now, there's not a study looking just at vitamin powder. So combine those three, that's what I do each day. And you'll find that nutritionally, you're going to have an amazing amount of healthy energy. And it's just easy. Then number two, uh, equally important, is to follow your bliss. Start to, you know how you have a GPS in your life. If you, if you went to your car's GPS and said, take me where I want to go, it has no idea where you want to go. If you go to your brain and say, take me where I want to go, it has no idea who you are. Your brain is the programming that everybody did to tell you how to make them happy. It has no idea who you are. Your feelings know who you are. Start to steer and to plan your life by what feels good to you. As long, again, don't hurt other people. And how does it work out for you? But, you know, follow your bliss. See what feels good. Step number three, go for walks. A little bit of exercise. Doesn't have to be a lot. And do it outside in the sunshine. And pick something that's fun and do it with the friends who actually show up. Thank you. And and you do those things. And your life is going to be fantastic. Thank you. If someone wanted to learn more about you and learn more about your book, From Fatigue to Fantastic, where would you like for me to send them? Well, vitality101.com has information, especially for people with CFS and fibromyalgia. For those who are interested in the supplements, the website is end, so E, N like Nancy, D like David, fatigue.com. Um, and Amazon has a book. So simple things. But again, for day-to-day, if you'd like to know, I wonder what Dr. Teitelbaum or Dr. T would say about this problem. You know, you look up acne or Zasta or whatever it is. The free phone app, Cures A to Z. We had over a million downloads for the app. Uh, it's just, it's like having my brain in your pocket. It's just a lot less messy. <laughs> and it's just short and sweet. It's just each topic, um, you know, hypertension, arthritis, whatever it is, just look it up. And it's here's what's going on. Here's how you take care of it. Here are the best supplements. Here's the best, um, you know, medic- here's one to use medications and how I just laid out for you. Okay. You can go to 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 572, and I'll be sure to have the links there. Thank you so much for being a part of 40 Plus Fitness. Alan, always a pleasure. Be well. You too. Welcome back, Raz. Hey, Alan. That was really a, a wonderful interview and another book that I got to add to my list <laughs> that yeah. I need to buy, but very helpful information. Um, right off the bat, I'll tell you and the listeners that my daughter suffers from both fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, which I often just simply call CFS. I have another loved one that also has fibro. So these are things that I'm pretty familiar with. And so as I was listening to you discuss these different um, points, I'm like, yep, that makes sense. Yep, we've experienced that. <laughs> it's all good information. Yeah, I, I wanted to have Dr. Teitelbaum on when, he, when I saw the topic uh, of the book. I was like, okay, I want to talk about this because it's, it's something we haven't really gotten into. And, you know, again, uh, and I said it in the interview, so many diseases that are out there that's the that's what you're complaining about and yeah. that's what your symptom is and yep. they're like okay well are you just not sleeping well is it stress is it this is it that and there's so much to rule out that i think it you know it has to be a frustrating thing to go through because the diagnosis is just not going to be easy oh, and gosh, i can yeah. just see a situation where you you walk into the doctor's office and they they seem almost um 
rude about it. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, fatigue, <laughs> mm-hmm. check. Okay, what else? And you're like, well, I'm, I'm in pain. Okay, check. Uh, mm-hmm. What else? And now, because what they really just want is is six minutes and a prescription. True. Um, and that six minute includes the time to write the prescription. Yeah. Uh, but you're not mm-hmm. making it easy on them because you don't have any outward sub- symptoms of anything major going on. You know, they're looking at mm-hmm. your thyroid. They're looking at some of these other things and are saying, you're a perfectly healthy human being. Yes. And yet you say you're tired all the time. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what we experienced. My daughter started having symptoms. Probably she might've been close to 13 actually, when she started having some symptoms. And again, when you look at my daughter, she looks like right now she's in her twenties. She looks like a young, healthy person. You would never imagine that she would have both fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and it was very difficult to diagnose because when you think of your 13-year-olds, remember when you had 13-year-olds? Yeah, I'm just going to lay around and sleep all day. <laughs> Lazy, <laughs> moody. Yeah. Yep. And so it is, it's it's hard. And the thing with fibro and CFS and some of these other very similar diseases is, is there is no one blood test. And not only is there no one blood test, they first want to rule out things. So you, we've spent ridiculous times in the doctor's office, it's not Lyme's um, disease from a tick. It's not a thyroid problem. It's not a hormone problem. It's not a gluten IBS problem. And, and to get to all of these, it's not this, it's not that still kind of leads us to, it's just a rabbit hole of trying to get diagnosed and you put together symptoms and not all the symptoms make sense either. <laughs> so it's this type of pain and this type of fatigue and and all these different things. And the best advice that I, that would I have somebody who's dealing with some level of fatigue is to get to know your doctor really well, go through the rabbit hole of test after test diagnosis after not diagnosis and, and see what you can get to. But, you know, when you talk about fatigue for, I guess, healthier people like you and I, you know, we can pinpoint things like you just had a whole week of craziness at your bed and breakfast you know, we, I just had a whole craziness of fatigue um, over the holidays, family parties, not sleeping in my bed, not eating the right foods. And so there's, there's certain things that we can look at and say, this is why we're exhausted. And we know if we get some good sleep that we can recover from that. But if you're continually, continuously struggling with fatigue, then there might be something else behind it. And the doctor has some really good things, um, really good advice. You know, you got to look at your sleep. You got to look at your nutrition and um, and stress and all these types of things. So it's a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he took the book. It was originally a pamphlet that he wrote for doctors because doctors mm-hmm. didn't know how to diagnose this properly. And they um, still don't. Okay. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying, mm-hmm. get a copy of the book and send it yes. to your doctor yes. um, if you have questions. But, um, you know, he probably won't read it or she won't read it but because <laughs> it's 400 mm-hmm. pages. But, um, you know, he, he originally started it as that. And then he worked his way up to, you know, really documenting and getting the evidence and looking at protocols. And then this one he wanted to make sure was good for the patient uh, or mm-hmm. someone who thinks they might be struggling with something like this uh, because fatigue or pain is just a big part of their lives and their doctor hasn't been able to figure this stuff out yet. The protocols that he has in the book, a lot of them are just normal stuff that you should be doing for your general health and fitness anyway. 
That so, is true. <laughs> you know, eating right, uh, getting exercise mm-hmm. where you can, uh, sleeping mm-hmm. well, managing stress, mm-hmm. um, all those things are things you should be doing. And, you, sh- and he, you know, he approaches it from a food first perspective, uh, then supplements. And then mm-hmm. if necessary, he talks about medications. Um, so it's a pretty thorough book. It's up to date. It, it came out in 2021. Nice. So it's an up to date reference for you to get in there. And he makes it easy to follow, easy to know if that applies to you pretty early in the book because he writes mm-hmm. those little subsection summaries at the beginning where he says, okay, this is the brain fog, you know, conversation that I mm-hmm. could have with you. So you don't have to read all of this other stuff. You That's can helpful. read this and know at least, okay, is this is this the chapter I need to focus on now uh, mm-hmm. or can I move on? And uh, so he makes it really easy. It's a good book. That sounds really great, especially how he brought, broke it down for the people that are suffering. People with uh, fibro and chronic fatigue syndrome do have a level of brain fog because this is partly a brain uh, disease. And so it's hard to concentrate. It's It's hard to keep, you know, focused on tasks, you know, it's important. So it sounds like a very helpful book. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk to you next week then. Thanks. Thanks for bringing it on, on, Alan. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye. Next time on the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Ivor Cummins, the fat emperor, who has used his skills in research and complex problem solving to uncover what the science really says about nutrition and health. Until then, have a happy and healthy week.